0: men and women, we carry many names in this world, don't we? Amen. First, we're born a, a son or a daughter. We're born into this world a son or a daughter, one or the other, saints of God. There ain't no in between. Hallelujah. You were a he or a she, and that is what he intended for you to be. Amen. I didn't make, mean to make a rhyme, but I did. You can write it down if you like it. It's not, it's not even copyrighted. Amen. But God intended, amen. The Bible says in Jeremiah that he had a plan for us. So what he planned on you being, guess what? That's what you are, amen. That is who you are, amen. It's the only pronouns I know and the only ones that I'm worried about, amen. But you see, God God intended on us, amen, being workers, amen. He knew, He knew because of the fall in the garden that we would have to be workers out here and we'd have to earn a paycheck and by the sweat of our brow, but the most important thing, I tell them on the job, I appreciate my job, and I do. Because I know that I can't go there. Brother Larry, I can't go there I'll sit like this right here and say, I'm a child of God. I don't have to do nothing because God will bless me for a job anyway. No. Amen. I'll be a child of God kicking a can down the road, amen, looking for another job. So God, He intends on us, even on the job side, amen, to be a good steward of what He's blessed us with, saints. Amen. But there's many names we carry. When we get a little older, we get married, you know, we become a husband or a wife. And later on, we have sons and daughters, and we become, we become a dad to them, don't we? We become a father to them and not just a son. But we have many names. We're being fruitful and multiplying, amen, and, and, and being fruitful and multiplying upon this earth. But the most important thing that we can focus on is being fruitful and multiplying as a church. Amen. Now I've got a name they call me at work, and most of you know it. My dear brother, he give me this. He give me this hat. I don't think he give me the name if I can remember. Amen. But but he's one of the ones that made it stick. Amen. And I'm not going to wear it tonight. Amen. But the name that I carry at work is Cheeseburger. Amen. Everybody knows me by Cheeseburger. Amen. And that name, and even though it's a funny name, first of all, it's a name that everybody can remember easy. Amen. Cheeseburger. Hallelujah. Because I look like a cheeseburger. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know, there's a name, and it's all right for us to have fun, ain't it? Amen. To be joyful, to be jolly. Amen. But the name that means the most to me, it's not Cheeseburger. The name that means the most to me, though I have pride in it, is not Dwayne McCoy, amen. But the name that means the most to me, even up on the job, amen, is the name that my Lord Jesus Christ gave me, amen. When I was born again, amen, hallelujah, into his family, hallelujah. And that's the name that means the most to me, hallelujah. Getting back to Jacob. After Jacob returned, God appeared unto him again and blessed him. How many wants to be blessed, amen, of the Lord? Hallelujah. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but no longer will you be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel, and God said to him, I am God Almighty. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he is is God Almighty, amen, hallelujah, and what he says goes, amen, my parents named me a name, they named me at work, amen, I'm called a father, but amen, that's not the name that's most important in my life, amen, because I'm a child of God, and that's most important to me, amen, he says, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and increase in number, a nation and a community of nations will come from you, amen, what a privilege to be called a child of God. What a privilege it is, amen, to have that bestowed upon you, amen. Hallelujah. The land, and I know he's talking to Jacob, and I know he's talking about Abraham and the descendants, amen, but I'm telling you, amen, that this is your land, amen. Phelps and Freeburn, majestic, amen. Hallelujah, Smith Fork and Stopover. It belongs to us. Satan has took this land over, I'm telling you. But saints of God, and I know I came to teach a lesson tonight, but I feel like preaching a lesson tonight, amen, because this community belongs to us, amen. Drugs, alcohol has riddled this community, amen. Fornication, amen. idolatry idolatry and adultery, amen, has riddled this community, amen. They're married and given in marriage and they don't think nothing of it. Amen. Hallelujah. I think about it all the time. There's two young men and I don't have liberty to mention their name, but they're just barely old enough to be on a surface minds and they serve the Lord, amen. Go to a local church somewhere within a few miles of here and they were shaming them the other day, ridiculing them, amen, because they, they said that they wanted to be pure. That they wanted to wait till marriage to save themselves till marriage. And they got them on the radio, Brother Larry, and they started down on them and making fun. And when I got my chance, Brother Chris, on the radio, you know I'm not shy to do it. Amen. I said, shame on you. And I said, Boys, you keep living the life that you're living. You save yourself for your wife and your wife alone. I said, I don't care what these men say. The word says to be pure, amen. To save ourselves, amen. And that is thus saith the Lord. I said, shame on you men. These young boys, amen, you're leading them astray. They're liars and the father of it. I love every one of them, amen. But I'll tell you right now, amen, the Word of God's going to stand, amen, and the world's going to burn one day, hallelujah. And I want to I don't want to be ashamed of what it says. I don't want to be ashamed of His name, amen. I don't want to be ashamed to stand for His Word because why? He said, if you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. And I know what happens, Brother brother Jerry, when he's ashamed of me. Amen. What do you do when when you're ashamed of somebody? You turn your back and you walk off. I don't want him turning his back on me. So I don't plan on turning my back on him. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand. Amen. And I'm going to preach. That's what he told me, Brother Chris. He said be instant. In season and out of season. In other words, when it's popular and when it's not. And I'll tell you more times amen, then it will not be popular, amen, hallelujah, but I'm going to stand, ain't you, church? Come on, let's praise him, hallelujah, he's worthy to be praised, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, Jacob was a struggler, hallelujah, but I'm glad that I served the God of a struggler, ain't you, amen, Seven years prior to this incident, Jacob wrestled with the Lord and prevailed. Amen. Somebody say, how can you wrestle with the Lord and prevailed? Amen. Because he knew what he was coming after. Amen. Hallelujah. He knew what he desired in his heart. Prevailed means to overcome. To be a winner, amen. To be victorious. You and I are victorious. Hallelujah. Then the man said unto Jacob, he said, Your name will no longer, this is Genesis 32 and 28, be Jacob but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Say, I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. Amen. It may be a struggle in this world, and sometimes it is. He never said that the road would be easy, did he? Hallelujah. He never said that living a life of abstinence, amen, the young couples that we have in here, I know the the little ones are gone. He never said it would be easy, but I'm telling you to hold on. Amen, to hold on to to what God, and and you lift your head up high. Amen, you hold on to the Word of God. Amen, you hold on to the promises of God. Amen, because they're real. They're yay and amen, and they're real. During the all-night struggle, Jacob experienced a similitude, which means likened to or similar to, of the new birth. That struggle was just like what we struggle to walk from there to hear. Amen. The new man, the new birth it's talking about. And that was similar to the struggle. He would not let go until God blessed him. And I have to tell you that when I was studying this, Sister Nicole, the Lord brought you to my heart. Amen. You're holding on. Amen. You, you know, times it may be a fight and it may be a struggle. Amen. Amen. But I see a burning desire in your heart, sister, and you hold on to that, amen. Because my God is the God of a struggler. Amen. You see, Satan wants to beat us down beating us down. Brother Jim, when we have a hard time, he wants to beat us over the head with it, don't he? Oh, you're struggling. You're, you're faltering. You're failing. No, we're not. Amen. We're, we're headed in the right direction. Brother Chris, we're holding on. Amen. You see, I may be, I may be spinning my wheels, but I refuse to go backwards. Amen. Sometimes you got to do a little spinning to get up the hill, but you keep on pushing. Amen. Paul said, I press to the mark of the high calling, amen? Because he knew there'd be a prize, amen? And that prize was waiting for him on the other side. You see, Paul understand that. So he kept on pressing. He understood that, amen. Even when they were chained, him and Paul and Silas down in down in the jail cell, they knew that, didn't they? So they kept on pressing, amen. Sometimes you have to lift your hands up just as high as you can lift them up. It may not be high as yesterday, but lift your hands up and praise the Lord, amen. You just keep on struggling. You keep on fighting. You keep on pushing, amen. Because I can tell you the prize is worth it, amen. Every battle that we fight, it's worth it. I mean, remembers that old gospel song? It'll be worth it after all. It'll be worth it after all. I don't remember the rest of it, amen, but I can tell you it'll be worth it after all. I remember my mama, every morning, she'd get up early in the morning. If you wasn't ready to get out of bed, it didn't matter. She'd turn her little FM on and she'd tune it in. She'd tune that station in and she'd start playing that gospel music. Now remember those songs, amen. They planted seeds in my heart even as a young boy. Amen. Jacob would not let go until God blessed him. That night, the man Jacob died and rose again as Israel. Amen. That's similar to our, our walk with the Lord. we got to die out first, don't we? we got to repent, and that old man has to die. Amen. But we walk in newness. We we rise up and walk in newness of life, Amen. We got to have a. The Bible says He'll create in you a new heart, don't it? A heart of flesh, Amen. That's what I want in me every day to renew me fresh every day. Let me have a new heart, Amen. The things that broke my heart, Amen, Sister Tanielle. The day before, you know, I heard a lot of bad news today at work. I heard about a girl that was lost. I heard about some workers uh, were, were a tipple. Tumbled down with them, brother. Petey probably heard about that too. Where it tumbled down, and I don't, I don't know the body counts yet. But I, I think they've confirmed. I think so anyway. Rumor: several dead so far. Just one dead so far. Okay, you hear rumors. You got to watch. But you know, one one's too many saints of God. Amen. And there's a lot of sadness going on around us. The war with Israel. You know, families hurting. How many, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'll raise mine. How many has family members that are hurting? That Satan is trying to destroy right now. As we speak, Satan is on the prowl. The Bible says he walks to and fro up and down the earth. He's still doing it. I'm not giving him any praise or any credit, but I'm telling you right now, Satan's on the job, and that means we better be on ours. Amen? Because somebody out there in our family, somebody out there in our community, somebody out there on our jobs or our neighbors next door are dependent on us to pray. How many knows this is a praying church? I'm not patting anybody on the back, amen. But I'm telling you, God has chosen to use this church, Cornerstone Apostolic Church, amen. And the prayer goes out over the internet, amen. it goes out from Brother McKinney's place where he broadcasts. And it should be going out through each and every one of us, amen. These little little, uh, prayer cloths, they mean something to people. I'm telling you, me, me and my wife don't go to a doctor's appointment. We don't go through an exam without one. Now, do I think there's any power in this little cloth? No, I don't. Does, do I think that this oil is supernatural? No, I don't. But i tell you what I serve. I serve a God that has all power. Amen. And when we pray in Brother McKinney's name, no. No, in Brother Dwayne or Brother DeMar, DeBarge's name, No, I'm telling you, my name, it probably wouldn't get you $5 out of this bank down here. My name wouldn't get you a whole lot of recognition in this area either. But I'm telling you, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, amen, and we anoint people in his oil as a representation, amen, of the oil that flows through the Holy Spirit, amen, hallelujah, and we believe in the blood of Jesus Christ, amen, for remission of sins, For healing, his straps was given. It does not matter. They can come up with COVID 19, COVID 119, whatever they want to come up with, Brother Chris, and name it what they want. The Bible says they're trying to scare us with all these new viruses. The Bible says there's no new thing under the sun. My God has already bled and died for it, saints. He has already made a way. They can call it and name it. I never heard. Of the cancer that my wife has. I'm not gonna to try to pronounce it because I probably slaughter it. But I had never heard of that. But you know what? My God, He's still a healer. And I've heard that. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ covers that, Sister Tennille. Come on, stand and give Him praise. Amen. It's all covered. You don't have to be able to pronounce the name, you don't have to know what it means. But my God has already bled and died and made a way. Amen. And He's waiting on us to take it out to the world. He's waiting on us to be fruitful and increase. Hey Amen. There, there's a decent crowd here tonight. But I think it's done been prophesied so no matter what I think. That every pew is going to be full. We were just talking about this last night me and Sister McKinney about, about, about the parking lot out here. She said, you know, on a Sunday night this parking lot's about full now. There ain't very many spaces left. I don't know if y'all have noticed that. Hey Amen. But It's time to work. I don't know how many of us got it in us, but we're going to work, ain't we? Amen. It's time to work. Amen. If we need to knock the walls out, amen. If it's God's will, I'm willing to do it, ain't you? Hallelujah. If he's going to bless, but you know what? You know what he's waiting on? He's waiting on me and you. Amen. The harvest is plentiful, saints of God. Amen. But the laborers are few. But how many are willing to go out and fight and go out and labor? To take it to this community, amen. To see the soul saved, amen. And brought to this little church. Amen. Experiencing change at the hand of God. God wants us to change. I got I got carried away and forgot my lice hat that I wore. Amen. The last name that's the most important name. I got a little carried away is the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, and that's the most important name that you and I can have. That's the most important thing that you can take on. Hallelujah, is the name of Jesus. Experiencing change at the hands of God. Jacob had been gone from home for 20 years and was hoping to be well received. How many knows the story? He was hoping that his brother Esau would receive him. Amen. Why? Why? Because he had stolen from him. He had stolen. He had lied. He had cheated. Come on, saints of God. These ain't supernatural people. They were human. David was human. Amen. He he had lust in his heart. Now, I'm not telling you it's all right to do these things. Amen. But when God's got a plan for your life, it's better off to lay down the things of the world and say, God, I submit to you. God, I lay my life down. Or you can take the long way around. That's what David done. Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Brother Jimmy Dub, there was some things in between that. Amen. Because of his sin, because lust harbored in his heart. Somebody, somebody say, I've heard it said, you know, God took his son. What kind of God would? No, David gave him up is what he did. Because David knew that he had a calling on his life. David knew that God had a plan for him. So he took the long way around to that plan. Amen. And because of the bloodshed, he was not able to do what his heart desired to do, which was build a house for the Lord. Saints of God, don't go the long way around. Don't shed innocent blood. Even the blood of his child was on his hands. Amen. But God's got a plan for you tonight. How many believes that God's got a plan? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Experiencing change at the hand of God. As the custom of the day was, uh, Jacob sent an entourage of gifts to, to arrange a meeting with his brother. Why? He was scared, wasn't he? The last time Jacob had heard Esau's voice, his brother was shouting murderous threats to him. He told him, he said, I'll kill you. You've stolen my birthright. and I'll kill you. And I'm going to tell you, A namesake and a birthright meant something in those days. This day and time, people don't much have pride, do they? They don't much have pride in their families. They don't much care where where their heritage came from. Saints of God, I've got pride in the name that I bear. Hallelujah. I've got pride in Jesus' name. And Esau was still angry. Genesis 27 and 41. Esau held a grudge against Jacob. Because of the blessing his father had given Jacob. It was his, wasn't it? He said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. He said he would kill him. He promised, he vowed, didn't he? Jacob hoped that time had lessened. They say time heals all wounds, not necessarily. But Jacob hoped that time had lessened Esau's anger at him for buying his birthright and stealing his blessing. However, Esau did not receive the gifts. Instead, he assembled an army and advanced on his own brother, Jacob. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he's coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. That's 32 and 6 of Genesis he started to get nervous, didn't he? He started to be afraid. If I knew my brother was angry at me, I'd probably be afraid too, wouldn't you? If I knew that he got an army and was coming after me, I'd probably be afraid, wouldn't you? But most of all, he knew that his brother had reason to be angry with him. And Jacob became a desperate man. How many's ever been desperate? Amen. How many's ever wanted something so bad, amen, that you would give anything to have it? David became a desperate man. He wanted his brother's forgiveness because Jacob was a changed man. I said, David. Jacob was a changed man, but he was a desperate man to get his brother's forgiveness. That night, Jacob was a desperate man. He needed help from God. I'm going to go ahead and tell you there are going to be some things that you can't overcome. I've talked to my family before about some things. You know, We just wonder why. Why, why? We question why we can't get through to people. Why they keep choosing to go down the same path time after time. I said, it's out of our hands. All we can do is pray. There's times when we're just going to have to turn it over to God's saints. And say, you know, I've done what I can do. I've done all that I can do myself. Amen. We can preach to them. We can send the word to them. We've tried it all. But our family members, we're just going to have to turn them over to God. Amen. I love my mother-in-law. Amen. Probably as good as I don't do my own mother. Over the years, I've come, I've become very close. But I'm turning her over to the Lord. And I'm praying, God, whatever it takes. Amen. Because the only thing that matters to me is that I see, preferably at this altar, but at an altar of prayer. Amen. That I see her go. Amen. To an altar of prayer. And get forgiveness of her sins. And that's what's important. God, whatever it takes. Amen. In great fear and distress is Genesis 32 and verses 7 and 8. In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people. He was working in fear, wasn't he? You'll do some crazy things in fear. So he divided the people who were with him into two groups. The flocks and the herds and the camels as well. He thought if if Esau comes... And attacks one group. See, he, was, he was willing to give up half, wasn't he? He said if he comes and attacks one group, the one that is left may escape. What a theology. What a way of thinking. Amen. How about turning it over to God and asking God to change some people's hearts, amen? Because I'm not willing to give up half of my family Are you. I'm not willing to give up half of my group and half of my church, amen? I'm not even willing to give up half of, half of my coworkers. amen, that one might be saved. I want to see them all saved, amen? And, and I know that the, that the Word of God says, you know, there's going to be a, number, a few. According to the number of the world, there's just going to be a few. But amen, I want my group to be the few. Don't you, Brother Larry? I want my family and my coworkers to be the few. Don't you? Yes. Hallelujah. In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people. You know how dangerous it is when the people's divided, Brother Larry. We can't. What, what does Kentucky's flag say? United we stand. Divided we fall. Amen. When you divide the people, there's problems, ain't you? A church divided. Cannot thrive. It cannot. It cannot go forward, and it will not be blessed of God. Amen. Saints of God, we gotta to stand together. Look at your neighbor and say we can't be divided. The little things that's dividing us—they're silly. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, they seem big at the time, don't they? But they're childish, foolish, and silly is what they are. Amen. Because we come together for one reason. Amen. For one name, amen, to lift up his name. It ain't ain't about me, amen. It ain't about how good I sing. Thank God for that because I'd be in trouble, amen. If he did not choose to anoint me, I'd be in a world of trouble, I'm telling you, amen. But divided, we're going to fall. I thought about this verse as I was going along. David said in Psalms uh, 18 and 6, Have you ever been desperate? He said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. Amen. Can you say he's your God? Not the gods of this world, but the capital G. My God. Brother Chris, my God's never failed. The gods of this world will let you down. The money and the things of this world, the material things, will let you down. They're going to all pass away. He said, my God. And he heard my voice, sister, he's heard your voice, sister Nicole, amen, hallelujah, out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Saints of God, he hears our cries. The devil wants to tell you he's not hearing your prayer. I'm here to tell you tonight, Satan is a liar, is what he is, and the father of it, amen. Amen. It would be impossible to count the number of people who have come to God in desperation. Jacob needed a touch from God. Oh, to touch the hem of his garment. Amen. Hallelujah. Jacob needed a touch from God. And listen, Jacob needed God to touch him. Amen. He needed a touch from God, and he needed a touch by God, didn't he? Amen. How many members of the old song? He touched me, oh, He touched me, amen, hallelujah, and when He touches you, all fear is gone, amen, all anxiety is gone, hallelujah, I I, I sit and watch my daddy, amen, and he would take pain medication because the pain of cancer was too strong to bear, I said, I can imagine with my little aches and pains, oh, I think I'm dying. Amen. How many women can attest to that? Your husband, when he gets an ache and pain, he thinks he's dying. But they say cancer is some of the most painful stuff that you can go through. And I can, I can be witness to this because I saw this. I've been there many times. My family will tell you, won't they? And they, they would be dad would be on the floor crying with pain. The pain pills wouldn't even take the edge off. He said, I'm hurting so bad. He said, God, just heal me or take me. He said, I can't stand it we gather around. It was hard to do to muster up the courage when you see your family going through that kind of pain. But we gather around, Brother Larry, because I still had faith. i seen him in pain, and I wondered why. My little feeble mind wondered why that he had to go through that. But we'd gather together in a circle around him. He'd be on the floor, Brother Jimmy Dove, screaming in pain. And we would pray for him. And I'll tell you, pain medication works pretty quick, don't it? There ain't no pain medication that works instant. Can I get an amen? And instantly, Brother Josh, he would get up out of the floor and he'd start praising the Lord in that little shout that he had. Amen. He'd start praising the Lord. He'd say, thank you, Lord. He's healed me. The pain is gone. Amen. The devil tried to tell me. That cancer took him. He didn't get healed. Oh, but devil, my dad got healing after healing after healing after healing for four and a half years. God gave him life. Amen. And more abundantly. Amen. When he was stricken down with pain, we go and pray again. You see, sometimes, saints of God, God puts you through, through some things to bring you to a place where he can change you and make you whole. Amen. The devil says he died of cancer. No. No, my God said it was time. That's what he told us. He said, it's time. He said, I'm ready. You can let me go. See, God brings you through some things, some trials, saints of God, so that he can perfect perfect you. Amen. I had a little thing I thought about. Amen. Reading. Amen. I'm going to read it to you. How many remembers the story, have ever heard the story of the silversmith? See, there was a youth group, a little Bible study group that got together. One of the members, hey, amen, I'm going to read you this scripture first and we'll go into the story. Malachi 3 and 3 says, And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier Of silver. See, saints of God, sometimes we have to go through the fire to be perfected. For whatever God is preparing for us. Amen. And this little Bible study got together. One of the members offered to learn about the process. About this scripture here of refining silver. Amen. And informed the rest of the group about the study. They were digging a little deeper in the word. So he went out and visited a silversmith. And he watched him at work, and he watched the silversmith hold a piece of silver over the fire, and he let it heat up. The silversmith explained that in refining silver, you must hold the silver in the center of the flames where it's hottest to burn away all the impurities. Amen. He said you can... The member then thought about God holding us where the flames are the hottest sometimes to burn away our impurities. And he thought again about the verse. And he said, he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He asked the silversmith, is it true that he had to sit there in front of the fire and watch the process at all times? Silversmith answers and says that not only did he have to sit there holding the silver but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time that it was tested in the fire. God has his eyes upon you, amen? He may be taking you through the fire, amen, church, but he's right there with you. He's watching you right now. His eyes have not left you, amen? His ears is not short that he cannot hear. Amen. He says he has to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it's tested in the fire. You see, because if the silver was left just a moment too long in the flames, it would be consumed and destroyed. But not too long, I see, but the the member was silent for a moment. Then asked the silversmith, but how do you know when to take it out? How do you know when Lord Jesus Christ, he answered and said, that's easy when I see my image in it. When he sees his image in you, amen, then you've been purified and he's ready to take you out of the fire. You've been perfected for whatever his will is.